Okay, let's transition into tonight's message, and I want to leave a little time for discussion and prayer. So let's find, first of all, Mark's Gospel, chapter 3. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four Gospels in the New Testament, and we're going to begin in Mark's Gospel. I believe that the title of tonight's message is uh, Your Prayers Matter, What You Do Makes a Difference is another way to say that, or don't think that heaven doesn't hear you when you pray. Let's summarize it in any number of those ways. So Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, and then we're also going to look at Luke's account of this very same uh, scenario, and that's going to be in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. But first of all, let's look at Mark 3 and begin in the 13th verse, read down through the 19th verse. And he went up on a mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him, and he appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he, whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name uh, uh, Bonernagis, that is the sons of thunder, sorry for butchering that, uh, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, uh, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, uh, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him, and they went into a house. There we see that um, Jesus appointed 12 for very specific uh, assignment, one that they might be with him, that's first and foremost, and secondly, that he might send them out to preach and to minister. But uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, gives us a little bit more insight into this portion uh, of Scripture and into this time in Jesus' ministry. I should put it that way. And uh, let's look at the 12th verse, and we'll read down through the 16th verse in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. It says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. That's where Luke is a little more specific. It Mark implies that he went up on the mountain and, and maybe uh, he, uh, you know, he thought the audience would understand that if Jesus went up on a mountain, it was to fellowship with the Father, to pray. And, and Luke doesn't really make that assumption. He just gets a little more specific with his audience. And he said that uh, when those days came about, he went up on a mountain and he's, he's talking about the days of, of Jesus picking out those that would be with him and those that would uh, represent him. And he went up on a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from them, he chose 12, whom he also named Apostle Simon, who he also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James and Al, of Al, uh, Phaeus and Simon called the Zealot, Judas, the son of uh, James and Judas Iscariot, who also was a traitor. Um, so these 12, once again, were, uh, were with him, that they might be with him, and then he might send them out. So you put both of these portions of Scripture together, and this is uh, some of the things that I, I want to bring to your attention tonight. Um, if Jesus prayed before big decisions, what should we be doing? Now, these were big decisions. These were the 12 men that were going to represent him after his resurrection. So 
the selection of these of these men was very intentional, but it didn't happen because Jesus was operating in deity. Jesus prayed. Jesus had to pray. He didn't know which 12 to choose unless he did pray. If he already knew, then he wouldn't have prayed. He would have just said, I know who the 12 are, and he would have selected them. But Jesus is an example unto us in all things. How much time did Jesus spend in this particular setting in prayer? All night. So there was some, obviously, there were some things he was wrestling with in this, in this time. There were some things that he was discussing with his father. There's times where he was probably very silent and quiet and reflective and so that he could hear correctly. So here we see Jesus who didn't, just does not diminish him as the son of God, but he's operating also as the son of man. So he is... 100% man, 100% God. And here we see him taking a posture of prayer and that communicates all we need to know about what we need to be doing in life. We need to have a posture of prayer because it matters. Your prayers matter. We sometimes don't know, but God knows. And he said in Jeremiah 30 through 3, call upon me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. And some things You have to stay with it for a while before you know that you know what you need to do. Jesus was willing to stay there all night. The decision was that important. It was that weighty. It mattered that much that he chose the right ones. And I think that, therefore, we can learn that there's times where we need to spend a little more time waiting on the Lord because your prayers matter. It makes a difference for, the, for your life and your relationship. It helps you with the confidence and the assurance that you need because you're asking him for something or you're seeking him for something, you're desiring something. You need an answer pertaining to something. Therefore, you're calling upon him, you're seeking him. Now, if you already had instruction pertaining to what you want to do or what you were seeking and it was already written, then all we needed to do was take a step of faith. But there are things that we do not know. There are things that we need to seek the Lord and in seeking we will find and knocking the door will be opened. And this is an example of that in Jesus' ministry. I want to remind you once again that Jesus was an example unto us. The only way he could be an example unto us is if he became like us. And he became like us. He was born. He became like us. He physically gave his life for us. His blood is not like ours. His blood was the atoning blood that covered and removed and remitted the sins of all of humanity. But he was had flesh and had a will. And how do we know these things? Because it's written in his word. Jesus had a will. How do we know that? Because he had to pray, not my will, but your will be done. He had opinions. He had thoughts. He had ideas. He he looked out on the crowd, and if it was just left up to his thoughts, his opinions, his ideas, he may have chose 12 different other people. 
But he, he was aware that it wasn't his opinions that mattered or his will that mattered. It was the will of the Father. In order to know the will of the Father, then he had to spend time with the Father. And I want to remind you that that is something that God is calling us all to nurture and develop. Let's put it this way. Let's start by understanding that this is a daily conversation I want you to keep on going. It matters that much. Your prayers matter that much. The decisions you make matter that much. That you have to have this, this open dialogue with God that you can talk to him about at any time, at any moment, or in any situation. You can start the conversation. Now, it may go into the evening hours. It may go into the midnight hour. It may go into the early morning hours. According to what we just read, Jesus prayed all night, and then when the morning came, while everyone else was sleeping, he got up and he said, okay, I'm ready. And we know there were multitudes of people that followed him. And they came from all of the surrounding cities and villages, and then from two different regions, from Judea and from Galilee. So they came from both sides of the river is what we would classify that as. And they came from all walks of life and all occupations and all different kinds of social economic status. And, but there were 12 that, why is it so important? Jesus understood having the right people to be a part of the plan of God is what allowed the plan of God to happen. So your prayers matter because people are a part of God's plan for your life. And praying and asking God where you fit, where they fit, how it all fits together allows God to fulfill a piece of his plan in your life through that individual. Not any individual has all the answers to all the questions in life. But there are people that God has put in your life and they are part of the puzzle of God that fit. And with that, they bring something. And I know that to be factual and true in my life. And because relationships are not just one-sided. They're giving and receiving. So Jesus took time to pray. We need to take time to pray. Some things we have to pray for and about a little bit longer. Just keep that conversation going with the Lord. And then... I want to uh, go over this text in Luke's gospel once again. And it says in verse 12, and it came to pass in those days that he went to a mountain to pray. The first phrase there communicates also something about there's a time and a season that we have to be sensitive to. Jesus wasn't in a hurry. He wasn't going to let people push him into something prematurely. He was aware it's time to spend some time uh, in prayer and in doing so, knowing what to do. So don't let pressure determine your prayer life. While at times you've, you really want something to happen, need something to happen, desire something to happen, understand that what motivates our prayer life is understanding it's a privilege to be able to talk to the Father about the things that we need to talk to the Father about. It's time that we have this conversation.
the only way I can illustrate it in a simplistic form is it's just knowing when and everyone who's ever, you know, um, in raising your children, there comes a time where you know it's time to talk to them about certain things. They're ready for it. You're ready for it. And then at that moment, it's time to talk to them. And you know there's other times where people are saying to you, you know, you really ought to talk to your kids about that. When are you going to talk to your kids about that? Why aren't you talking to your kids about that? Why don't you do something with your kids about that? And as a parent, you know when it's time to talk to them. It's just innate. It's in you. And no matter what the pressure is from other people, when you aren't you going to talk? Why aren't you going to talk to your kids? You know, and, you know, doing all of that. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're aware of the need. You're aware of maybe the problem. You're aware of some maturity issues. You're aware of all of that. But you're also aware, I'm not ready for this conversation. I'm not ready to make this decision. I'm not ready to have this conversation. But then, you know, potentially, all of a sudden you're like, you know, it's time to have that conversation. And when it happens that way, doesn't it happen so much better? Rather than trying to force it, trying to make it happen, Anybody who's ever had an employee-employer relationship understands this also. You have to sometimes just let the rope go long enough to where either they're going to let go of the rope or they're going to get hung. And if they get hung, you try to get them unhung. But the devil's really good at trying to create pressure to get us to do something prematurely. And Jesus just wasn't... When the time was right, he said, okay, tonight's the night. I'm going to pray. And what made that night different than any other night or, you know, a week earlier or a week later? It was just the right timing. And timing matters. And so sometimes people say, hey, hey, I'm going to pray all night. Will you pray with me all night? And I'm like, yeah, I make it like five minutes and I'm asleep. And I'm like, no. And, and it, That's not the way that the Christian life or the Christian faith is meant to be lived out. The Spirit helps us. The Spirit empowers us. The Spirit leads us. The Spirit prompts us. And if it's not the Spirit, then it's not going to produce godly results. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.